you're the one that's been telling everyone that you're my daughter. Yeah, cause I am. Listen here, I never gave birth to a second daughter. Well, my files say that you're my birth mother and they gave me pictures and all of the information for you. So this was the number that they gave me. Right, now I remember giving birth to a second daughter. So what do you want? Well, I just wanted to get your side of why I was put up for adoption and if we could get to know each other. Well, I just signed some random papers and they just took you. I don't know why. Oh, that's funny because my files say that I was put up for adoption because I didn't have red hair. Well, they lied to you. So, um, I guess a little bit about me is that I live in a tiny town by your birthplace. Um, your dad and I don't talk anymore and I don't have custody of any of the kids I gave birth to. Oh, um, okay. Uh, did you want to go get lunch sometime? Um, I was actually thinking you'd come spend the night with me and you can stay in my basement. Yes, blood is thicker than water, but the wrong kind of blood can poison you. So if you have a toxic family member in your life, you are under zero obligation to keep them there. No one should ever have a permanent place in your life if they are under the impression they can treat you like shit. Allow in your life only people who show you love, respect, and kindness. If anyone is unable to meet the bare minimum of being a decent human being to you, well then cut them out of your life. Push away toxic people in your life and eat some tacos. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching On the Town, and I am your host, Tanya. Uh, this week, I am talking about uh, toxic people, particularly family members and friends, uh, and they come in all forms. Uh, so I'm talking about that because I've been going to um, some adoptive um, pages, people looking for their adoptive family, um, you know, uh, and seeing families go through stuff. And I said, you know what? What better topic? Because Everybody's going through it right now. Uh, so I saw on a girl's page, um, she she had um, found her birth family. And, um, you know, they weren't really that kind. That didn't seem like the mother or somebody didn't want to be bothered. And I just keep going through these pages where I see that. And I'm like, hmm, let me say something to my foster youth, right? When's the time to let go of toxic family and friends? Okay. So I read, I saw... Um, I saw this quote by this girl who has a page. Um, let me see. Her name is Adri Adriana Bucci, and her page is called uh, "Let's Get Your Shit Together." <laughs> I really like it because she says something very prevalent. So here's a quote that she has: "Family is not everything. If your family is a threat to your mental health, you don't need to keep up the charade that they're everything." Because a lot of people do that. They'd be like, oh, my family's everything on my life. And then meanwhile, they'd be like, oh, then why are they not, you know, why are they sleeping on the curb? I don't understand that. But anyway, so it doesn't make sense. But people do this, and I see it all the time. Uh, so they, she says that, um, you know, you don't have to keep up that charade. Your mental health and your emotional health and the relationship you have with yourself is everything. Abusive family dynamics don't need to be a part of the equation. I think she said one of the best things I've heard. <laughs> they do not need to be a part of the equation. Okay. Uh, one thing I won't do is force people to go, uh, force people to stay in my life. You want to go and pretend like I don't exist anymore? Cool. Bye. Um, you know, my thing is this. Reach out. You find your tribe. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's friends or family. I happen to have a good set of friends that are like family. So the ones that are family, they're there. Great. The ones that don't, eh, I don't even take it personal anymore. You can't. Uh, so, you know, you have to reach out and find your tribe. Um, and if you're reaching out and you don't get any response at all, hmm, that's not cool. 
that's when it's time to let go and let God. That's what I say. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially if you're adopted or you're a foster and you find your family, you know, a lot of times your old family or whoever the crew was, they're used to their old crew, you know what I'm saying? And that's okay. You know, learn how to be happy alone, learn to find new friends uh, that value your time and your commitment, uh, you know, uh, find relationships, you know, relationships are a two-way street, right? So that goes whether it's love relationships or family. It's a two-way street. It doesn't go one way, you know? So if you're calling someone all the time and they never call you to check on you, unless there's some other issue going on, like depression or something, and you know that's their thing, no, you don't need to be bothered because it's just wasting your time. Um, and if you're not in their cipher, like, it's okay. It's not a big, not even personal. It's just people going through a lot of stuff right now. They forget things. They don't know things. It's okay. No big deal. Um, but remember, relationships are a two-way street. Um, the most important, the most important relationship that you will ever build is the one you build with yourself. That's fit. That's a fact. Okay. You have to trust and be okay with being alone. You have to learn to appreciate, enjoy your company, your, your brilliance and your divineness. Okay. You have to really, really know it takes a while. It took me a long time to, to sit in my stuff as they say, uh, and be okay with it. And now I'm fine with it, you know? Uh, so it takes a while, but you can do that. And that's for all my foster youth and for my friends who have family, but they family's a little jacked up. You know, I'm talking about out there. Y'all know, y'all know, I know. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, nobody has a perfect family. That's like totally like Cinderella. No, even Cinderella didn't have one, but you know what I'm saying? It's not a fairy tale stuff. Uh, it's true. So my foster youth, um, who have little or no family, I want you to stop holding on to toxic family members and friends. Okay. You've all been in that situation where you try to, you know, you try to be reach out and you're, you're just thinking you're being nice, but people are like, they're being like kind of standoffish or something or like secretive and stuff. Who cares? Like let them do them. Who cares? Like, I don't have time for that. I don't care who it is, family or not. You, you toxic. Bye. You got to go. You got to go, boo-boo, um, because people will bring you up in their matrix and let you be all in their depression and sadness and all that stuff. I'm not trying to be in all that. No, you can keep it to yourself. You can have it. I'll wrap it up and put it in a gift basket for you. You can keep it. Uh, so I'd rather literally go sit on an island by myself than to be around anyone who's bringing me down, who's talking about me, who's stabbing me in my back, who's being manipulative. I don't give a damn who it is. And that's real talk. Uh, so family, friends, neighbors, dog, cat, mouse, whatever, um, just drop them. You got to drop them right now. You know, it's hard to keep, you got to keep your mental sanity. And it's already hard enough to do that on your own. But imagine having people that you thought loved you, that you loved and cared about, and they're stabbing you in the back and they're being manipulative and adding your name and stuff. And you didn't even seen them in like three years. You're like, wait, where did I come in at this? I didn't do that. I don't know what they talk about. I mean, this is the kind of madness that's going on. Uh, and not just in my life. Um, so just in a, in a lot, a lot of lives, but here's some things to look out for people that talk reckless about you mm -hmm. and family members or friends that you ain't seen in years and your name come up and you'd be like, I ain't even been on that side of town. How the hell am I name getting this? Those are the ones. Mm -hmm. They never call you, right? You be calling them. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Something like, hey, you want to do dinner? Hey, you know, I mean, barring that they're working, they're, uh, you know, military away. Uh, they're uh, having a baby. They just had a baby. Those are the things that you can make exceptions for. But I'm saying if their time is just like your time and it's like, mm, okay, I can make time. So can you. 
you know, you might want to take the hint. And that goes for family. I don't care who it is, family, nieces, nephews, dogs, cats, aunts, uncles, grandmas, brothers, sisters, whatever. If you are calling them and they don't ever call you back, that is a hint that two things, either their life is so discombobulated right now, they ain't got time. So that may not be personal. That may be just their stuff. That's okay. But I think and even in that, I have to, I tell people, listen, I'm not in a good space right now. I can't give you all that. <laughs> you know, you have to learn to say that just because sometimes people don't understand that. So you have to learn to say that and it's okay to say that, you know, but if I'm calling you and you don't call me back, uh, barring except for a few exceptions, like I said before, you out the country, you on military leave, you know, baby, um, barring those things, you're sick, you just had surgery. Oh, I got you. No problem. Uh, you have, even if you have mental illness, you told me you have mental illness. So you told me you're, um, you know, what's the word, depressed or something like that. Even those people, I got you. I got you. No problem. But I'm talking about basic people. You know what I'm saying? If they never call you back, stop calling them because there's a reason why they ain't calling you back. <laughs> you not on their mind. Okay. And that's okay. Um, uh, so another thing is when they, people plot and plan, family members, and everybody plan, have this and have this and do this and do that. And you're not included. Guess what? <laughs> Who cares? Like, okay, I can certainly take a hint. You've already been abandoned once from all my false teeth. You don't need to be abandoned twice. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want to go. Th I've been through the abandonment, like probably like 5,600 times in my brain. Okay. It took me so long because I'm a little thick on people and a little thick on love. Uh, so it took me a long time to figure out like, hmm, I wonder why Mary's not calling me back. Oh, duh. And it took me like 500 times of, you know, me trying to be like, oh, what do you want to do? You want to do something? Oh, and they never answer back. You just have to deal with it. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. I feel like God is doing you a favor, honey. Sometimes he's doing you a big favor. You know what I'm saying? And then when people die and stuff, you ain't got to bury them. I'm just saying. Uh, so there's a lot of good things to come out of being a foster child sometimes. You got to think about the good things, okay? Uh, so another thing is people don't celebrate you. You know what I'm saying? You always remember them for their birthday, but they never remember you for yours. Mm -hmm. That goes for friends too, family, whoever. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? I got people, I reach out for them. I say happy birthday for their kids and stuff. They don't never call me or say happy birthday either. So you know what? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and no hard feelings, right? Uh, so, and the last thing is people that bring drama, any kind of drama. Bye. I got to go. I don't do he say, she say, we say, what say, who say. I don't do none of them says. Uh, what to say, none of them says, I don't do them. So I suggest for you and your sanity, don't do them either because all it does, it just causes you um, more aches and pains in your brain. You got to do all them gymnastics in your head. Ain't nobody got time for that. So when you have people that are toxic in your life, you have to slowly back out. You know how they do in church when you put your hand up, you got to go to the bathroom and be like, that's what you do. You'd be like, mm -hmm, praise God. I got to go. I got to leave here today. Yes, I do. That's how you do it. You got to leave. Just, just leave them, leave them. So, um, so, uh, that's pretty much my basic talk with living room chat today that I want to talk to you about, uh, for my foster youth and for those who don't have family or those who have very, very extremely toxic family. And some of y'all know who I'm talking about. Like, I ain't got to say it. You already know when you got toxic family members. Okay. They be drinking, bringing you into their drama and, and trying to get you up in the matrix. Okay. Uh, family dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Mary said, Jane said, you going to do this. You're going to do that. Why she ain't do that. Why she nobody got time for that. Nobody, nobody. I'd rather take a walk by the lake or by the river and be a nice, serene, quiet, little beast mind. I'd rather write a book. I'd rather like do my exercise, work out, 
um, I'd rather cook a good vegetarian meal, anything but be around toxic people because toxic people will bring you down. Stay away from them. I don't care if it's family. Family is only as thick as your blood. And, and that's not too thick unless you got a clot. Uh, so, you know, sometimes they're great and you get lucky that you have a great sister, your brother, whatever. Sometimes you don't. It's okay. It's not a big deal. I'm learning that if nothing else I learned in life is it's not a big deal. It's all up here, all up here. So anyway, I, I've got some good news. Let me see if I can strike up my thing like I'm supposed to, because y'all know I'll be messing up on this thing. Her, right, her, right here. Oh, I got this thing blocking me. Give me a second. Um, okay, so I'm going to try to share my screen. I'm going to try to share like a little bit. Oh, see, look at me. I'm messing up already. Messing up already, y'all. All right, so let's see if we got some. Is this the right one? Uh, restaurant, grocery store. Well, I'm going to show this little picture here. Let me see if I got the right one. Let's see if I got the right picture. All right. Let me share my screen, guys. Give me a second. Share. I'm going to share this screen. And um, yeah, is, is that the right one? No, that's not the right one. That's not the right one, but I'll share this anyway. Um, let me see if I can get back here. All right. Well, that's not the right story yet, but I'll get to that one. That story. Uh, first, I want to tell you about um, a rap star, an entrepreneur. They started a free grocery store in a school. Um, so uh, apparently, it turns out there's about um, 17 million children are facing hunger in America, right? Uh, so an entrepreneur teamed up with the rap star Gunna and uh, to open a free grocery store inside uh, inside his old middle school in Georgia. Um, to, to, to try to change that fact that children are not uh, being able to eat. Because, you know, there's nothing like being in school and your stomach is hungry. I don't know if y'all know hunger, but I know me some hunger, okay? I came to foster care hungry, starving, malnourished, the whole nine. So I know it's like to starve. That's the worst feeling. So that's really cool. Uh, so this girl, Jasmine Crow, she's a social entrepreneur. Uh, she's the CEO of Gooder. Um, that's G-O-O-D-R. It's a startup that's dedicated to eliminating food waste. Okay. She partnered up with Gunner and uh, allowed Crow, um, they allowed Crow to make a, her dream of a one day having a brick and mortar location a reality. So the store is called uh, Gunner's Drip Closet. Uh, I'm not sure if I love the name, but whatever. And Good Gunner, Gooder, Gooder Grocery Store. Um, so it has a lot of types of food, household items, toiletries, and even clothes and shoes for students and their family, which is pretty cool. Um, the food, uh, the foods are carefully selected, and um, the, they're items that all the kids can actually cook. So that's pretty cool. Um, and Gunna, um, the rapper, has committed to finding the store as long as he is alive. He said so. He that's when I say rapping for a good cause. That's what I'm talking about. You know, if you have all that fame and fortune, what good is it if you're not? If you're not helping anybody. So anyway, so this article right here, let me see if I can make it bigger. Can I make it bigger? Let me see. All right. Uh, well, you can see a little bit. All right. So this is um a new pay what you feel grocery store that opened up in Vancouver, Canada. Yes. Yes. Could you imagine you go in the store and be like, um, you get some organic lettuce, get some more organic, whatever you get. And you'd be like, how much? Like, it's 50 cents. <laughs> I'm just saying. But this is cool. Okay. The rescue food market in Vancouver will allow patrons uh, to shop and pay what they want for uh, surplus um, produce and is collected from the Metro Vancouver grocery stores. 
Okay, so the Food Stash Foundation rescues more than 30 kilometers of food every month, guys. That's a lot. High quality produce that has sustained families in need through the Food Box program. The food market will allow patrons to shop with dignity. Could you imagine going in? Nobody has to say why you got that. What do? What is that? You know, you. I, I mean, food is something like we all need. So the uh, the owner said this gives um, you the autonomy to choose what you want, make your own um, bag, uh, have as little or as much as you like. There's no discussion about payment at all. Uh, so you also have the dignity to choose if you'd like to pay as well. Uh, her name is Anna Gray. She's a food stash foundation. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Very, pretty cool. And then we have another uh, restaurant here, if I can pull it up. I got the wrong one. Yes, this is the one. Okay. So, um, oh, come on. Why isn't it not going? That's weird. Awkward. Awkward. Take that one off. Oh, maybe that's why. Let me go back and get this one. No, I don't want this one. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. I'm totally not the techie that I'd like to be. That's all times. Why is it? Here it is. Okay. Let's see if I can share this. It's not coming up. All right. Let me share the screen again. You know, I'm determined, right? I hope you know this. Oh, is that it? That's not it. Cash. What is that? Um, hmm. Weird. I don't want this one. I want to remove this. Sorry, guys. Stop that screen share. And let's go back to sharing because I'm determined to get what I said I was going to get. Here it is. There we go. Let's, we got to talk about this cafe. Yes, there it is. Okay. So this cafe, okay. Um, so for age foster youth, this is brilliant, okay. Um, this is uh, uh, how do you survive a pandemic? Um, how do you survive a pandemic as a restaurant in this day and age, right? So old school cafe found out. Uh, as a youth-run supper club, look at that! Isn't that gorgeous? They have they got all the antique furniture. My favorite. Okay, as a, uh, as a uh, youth-run foster uh, foster club, hello supper club. They are fully functioning business and restaurant. They are also a nonprofit, mission-driven organization. Okay, uh, they what they do is they train and employ at at youth risk between the ages of sixteen and twenty-two. They train them to run all aspects of a restaurant hosting. Busing, serving, cooking, and the best part, entertaining. Um, and doing that, they offer a solution to youth um, as a way of breaking the cycle of poverty and incarceration. So according to the National Restaurant Association, approximately 17% of U.S. restaurants have shut down since the pandemic. They estimate that Compared to about uh, what's that? Compared to the pre-pandemic levels, restaurant employment is down close to 2.5 million jobs. Whew, that's a lot. So nonprofits are another community uh, facing challenges during the pandemic. So it's a clever that a place like uh, Old School Cafe has found the perfect model. They give back, they teach youth, they employ youth, and they stay open as a refugee for the community. So this is a win-win situation. I think, I think personally, a lot of people should do this model. You know, you give a little, you take a little, but you're, you're, you're cycling it back around. Uh, many organizations that rely on fundraising events, corporate partners, and service-oriented business models have had to find new ways to stay open. At least this one did. So it's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's very cool. And uh, so, guys, um, I hope everybody out here is well. Let me see if I can see anybody. I can't see anybody. If anybody's there, type. 
I see you're there, but I can't say anything to you. I can't say nothing. What is going on? So um, I hope you don't mind. But I think it's time for a little sketch here. I think it's time for a little sketch city. Let's see what we're going to play this one. Actually, yeah. All right, let's see. I'm going to play this one. Ready? Here we go. I'm Trudy Tirade, reporting for Channel One News, live from the Dixie Fires in California. Excuse me, this is Flash Flood reporting for Channel One News, from the Dixie Fire in California. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> this is my story. <laughs> Back off. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Uh, I'm truly tired. It's very hot here. Uh, we're going to have to... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please excuse us for one moment while we correct this minor misunderstanding. Yes, one moment, please. <laughs> this is my big scoop. You get all the big stories, and I get the kids lemonade stands to catch on trees. It's not fair. Scoop? I'm going to give you a scoop of ice cream if you don't stop it. The reason why I got the story, you don't? Because you... Uh, we screw up a two-card funeral flash. Don't play with me. Um, <laughs> hi, ladies and gentlemen. We are back at the uh, wildfires. As you can see, it's getting really hot over here, uh, and we have to go. Um, but I'm truly Trudy Tyrate reporting for Channel One uh, News. And this is Flash Flood reporting too. I'm Flash Flood, and I'm honored to have as our guest, the famous comedian and TV star, Yellen Degenerate. Hello, Yellen. Hi! How's it going out there, Flash Flood? Very well, Yellen. Yellen, congratulations on the 3,400 episode of your TV show. Oh, thank you so much. That's 3,400 times 10 shows that I've been able to treat myself like crap. Yellen, any plans for after your TV show? Well, after my TV show, Portia and I plan on traveling all over the world so that we can treat more people like crap. And Yellen. Any advice for aspiring young comedians? Why, sure. I mean, <laughs> one is you got to learn how to dance and dance it up. You got to learn how to project your voice, okay? And treat your staff like crap. <laughs> That's it, Flash Flood. That's it for me. Thanks, Yellen. Thank you, Flash. We'll talk soon. Trudy Tyrade, and tonight's guest has been Dr. A.O. Fauci. Thank you again, Dr. Fauci, and we hope you'll come back and join us again. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm back. 
Hey, what's up? I'm back. And of course, you know, I am not the best at the tech world, but that's okay. It's all good. Um, so you've been watching On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya, and that was Sketch City. Um, I actually have one more for you because it's one of my favorite. Vane Bond. I hate to say it, but I love it. Uh, so check So, Bond, I don't know how to tell you this, but apparently, you have a VD. <laughs> no thanks. You're a nosy little chap, aren't you? How did you know I had Vanessa Duvereau? This Vanessa. Where did you meet her, Bond? I thought all your women were tall, blonde, beautiful, and clean. Who was you at the last? Whomever it was, she gave you an STD. Well, last week in Monaco, I dined with uh, Samantha, Tanya, Vanessa, Sophia, oh, Sophia, and Daphne. Yes, indeed, Daphne. And then there was Bond. You have got to slow it down a bit before your packer falls off. You have a VD. I'm giving you some pills and a shot in the thumb. Hold on, hold on. Did you, did you say VD? Disease? Dr. X, now you're making me uncomfortable, uncomfortable chat. Baby, I'm drunk, only, not the cup won't love you like I do. Baby, I'm known that we can't live in the past, but the past is all I see. And why you gotta make me wait? Why you give my love away? Hey, what's up? Uh, and so this, I'm back. It's Tanya, living room chat. And um, yes, a lot of technical difficulties because that's not my specialty, but it's okay. Um, we made it through another week. Um, thank you guys for checking out Sketch City. Um, listen, we work with what we got, right? That's how we do it. Cause ain't nobody going to tell me what I can do. Okay. Uh, so, um, anyway, I can't see all you guys. I see you there in the numbers, but I can't see who it is out there. So I type something in the chat to see if you could see, um, but I can only see what I type. I can't see what you guys type. So whatever being said, um, I thank you for taking the time to watch. Uh, hi, Gina. Uh, I see you're working hard in your house and it's fabulous. Yes. Uh, she's doing the thing. Okay. Flip that house. That's what, that's what you call up a girl, Gina and check out her book. Um, uh, my Italian therapy on her website. And then, um, Elizabeth Graybill. Uh, she also has a great book. Um, check her out on Amazon. Um, what else? And mine, Foster Kids Unite, and my um, hashtag Black Girl Magic journals are on Amazon, Amazon as well. So, um, you know, it's just fun stuff to do. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for taking the time to watch. And um, I guess I will check you guys out um, Sunday. I'll see. I'm, I'll be away again. 
Uh, so it might be a repeat. Let's see what happens. Uh, or it might be live. You never know with me. Hmm. But thank you, whatever it is. I thank you guys for watching. I can't see you in there. So I don't see grandma. So maybe she didn't make a comment there. But that's okay. Um, I will definitely check you guys out. And I want you to, where's my, my little banner I have for us? Please go to the page, to the um, YouTube page. Press like and subscribe for On the Town with Tanya YouTube channel. And don't be surprised if you just see me on Zoom uh, without my intro. Um, I'm not sure yet, but you might see that uh, uh, until I reboot and figure out what's next uh, for On the Town. Okay? So in the meantime, in Saturday, you definitely want to check out Five Black Comics. Oh, did Biden fail black people? <laughs> has he failed us? I mean, the black voters, has he failed us? Um, and like, there's so many things that's going on, but we're going to talk about that Saturday at five black comics at five o'clock Eastern time. So wherever I'm at, you better believe I'm be logging into that. Okay. Um, so in the meantime, I will check you guys out Saturday and thank you so much for taking the time to watch and check us out. Let me get this off the screen and go back to whatever I have here. All right. So I'm going to check you guys out later. Hit me up. Um, I'll check out the comments when I get off this and see what you guys are talking about. But thank you. Remember, you do not need to be around toxic family members. I don't give a damn who they are, where they came from, or how long they came there, whatever they're coming there for. If they cannot treat you like the great, divine, fabulous, studious human being that you are, you need to let them go with no remorse. Okay. Learn how to love yourself and treat yourself good. My Angelou said something. I, I don't know where I put that quote. But she said something. She said, mm, I have a hard time with people telling me that they love me and care about me if they don't care about themselves. So most often people that don't care about themselves will treat you like crap, <laughs> but you don't have to tolerate it. Okay. I don't care who it is. If someone, if it's family members, not family members, if they talk reckless to you and they don't appreciate you and they're talking about you, you do stuff, their narcissistic behavior keeps latching up and spewing onto you. Let them go. It's okay. God has plenty of friends out here in these streets for you. Okay, you don't need just one person in this life. Thank you, God. You know how lost I would be if we only needed one person? Oh, my Lord. I mean, come on. Starting at my birth, I was, you know, giving away. So, like, so if that was the case, I'd be doomed. But I'm not doomed. I am quite fabulous and ready for life. I take on all the challenges, and you should too. For all my foster kids out there, stop going and get in touch with family that ain't trying to see you. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. You're never really an orphan because God loves us. He loves us beyond measure, way better than anybody else could ever love us. So that's what you rely on. Don't be relying on these people out here because they will let you down every time you turn your head. You'll be like, oh, 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 oh. You'll be picking up your mouth every five seconds. So love you. Learn to love you. Learn to be okay with just you. That's right. It sounds like a lot, but it's not. You learn how to find what you like, what you value. What do you do? What's your gifts? Focus on that. You ain't got time for all the other people. So focus, guys, focus, love yourself and let go of toxic family members that gossip about you, talk about you, don't appreciate you, don't value you, don't include you. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all know. Mm -hmm. When they call you the black sheep of the family, you don't have to call yourself the black sheep of the family. You said, I'm the queen of the family. They just don't know it. <laughs> they trying to put me in a black sheep, but I'm really the queen of the family. So that's how you have to look at it. You do reverse psychology, guys. Come on. I thought you knew that. So I love you guys. You guys are the best. And I've talked to you for quite a bit. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.